is the man with a bag full of cheer, Mr. to a fellow I've known since he was a squirt in an undershirt. He's not only a prince of a guy, but he's my brother. Please welcome Mr. Jerry Bennett. Hitting the bullseye once more, this is the Bennett Brothers podcast for the Marvel TV series Hawkeye, episode four, Partners. Am I right? And I'm Jerry Bennett. And I'm Joel Bennett. That'd be a great opening also if the episode contained a character named Bullseye. (laughs) Thank you for joining us as we keep moving forward with this excellent Marvel Disney Plus TV show, Hawkeye. But <laughs> you said that it was like little uh, Captain Kirk there. Like a poor marksman, you keep missing the target. <laughs> <laughs> People say I do look like a young William Shatner, so that's pretty good. They? Uh, they should. <laughs> they should say you look like a present day William Shatner. Oh, no! <laughs> An astronaut? <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yes, we are going to talk about the latest episode, as Jerry mentioned. Partners, am I right? As the title, it's the fourth installment of the I wish sixth... I had said some of that. Wait, I did. I said all of that. No, it's this fourth installment <laughs> of the six-episode miniseries. We're going to spoil the heck out of the latest episode. So if you have not watched it and you want to not be spoiled, what you go doing? and, uh, yeah, what are you doing here? Go and watch it. Come back. Actually, go and watch it in, in general. This is a great show, and it's entertaining, and it's worth the watch. So definitely uh, go out there and do that. If you want to join us in this conversation, facebook.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast, email Bennett Brothers Podcast at gmail.com or Twitter at Bennett Bros Pod. Yeah, Jerry shakes his head no, but I shake my head yes. That means you nod your head. I know, I shake it. That's like a bobblehead. <laughs> no, that'd be <laughs> bobbling your head. Come on. It is nodding it. Do you ever nod your head no? <laughs> I nod my head no. What if I'm laying is. down on my side? Anyway, you can also check us out at patreon.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast, where you can be part of the experience here and help us out. We just put up, what's this? Two in one month, we put out another mini cast. This mini cast is our very uh, monstrous review uh, because we wanted to <laughs> talk about the Disney's Jungle Cruise movie and our very strong opinions of it. Wait till our wait till our uh, mini cast on the review of the Jungle Cruise ride. It's gonna be great. Oh, that'd be great. No, so yeah. So again, Bennett Brothers Podcast. Uh, what is it? Patreon.com slash Bennett Brothers Podcast, where you for just a dollar or a month, or just do it one time and then walk away from it. Listen to a plethora of mini casts that we talk about all sorts of crazy stuff that we just don't talk about here. And we do the mini cast as and a swear. way of saying thank it's crazy. you. So that's us. That's our that's our commercial done. We're done. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about this episode. But before we do, finally going to do some news stuff because I've got stuff written down Ooh, for news. news. Jerry's taking control really? of this one because Jerry actually watched it a second time. Just this is finished the, watching This is the time. first time in a very long time so I was not able to watch this one is going to be led by me. It's going to be fast and streaming and boom, boom, boom. And it's we're done. All right. That oh, was it'll great. be good. Oh, it's, it'll be tight. But I did take a lot of notes. But it's <laughs> no, I did. I did. You'll like it. It's going to be fast and streaming. Well, I want to talk about some news first. Uh, we, and I'm just going to throw these out here. So, News going out. Doo, 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 doo. News sounds. It's crazy. Uh, uh, Kevin Feige has confirmed that Charlie oh. Cox is going to be back somewhere in the universe. We all do know that it's going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. But he's actually actually got tired of all this. He goes, fine, he's coming back in something. I won't say what, but he's coming back. So that's out he's there. He's coming back as his character, though. 
from Boardwalk Empire, though. Yes. Well, here's an interesting thing that ties into that rumor is the latest rumor comes out that we actually might see him in his yellow and red costume first. And this is coming from two fairly notable sources. So why wow, not start that a, early? Because that's deep what he, cut that would be, though. No, I'm not, the, but I'm not against it. started. So that's but I can tell you right that. now, 90% of the audience will be like, well, who is that? Oh, great. Because the red costume is so iconic. Well, it's the same costume. It's just different colors. Oh, no, no. I and know, do, I, I know and all about it. And they'll but... mute it a little bit, you know? So I bet that's what's going to happen. Oh, it, it, they'll mute it because he's blind? There you go. Yeah. Muting is, yes, you, you screwed that up. <laughs> is, he, is he knocking, nodding his head? No. Yeah. No, okay. he's, he's shaking his eyes now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, their information that just came out was that apparently there were other Avengers recorded for the PSAs in No Way Home. That's something the director or somebody within the production has come out and said, First time anybody's talked about this, other than all the great Captain America lines that Chris Evans recorded, which I thought was interesting. So is there footage out there of Hawkeye or Thor or any of the Avengers making maybe doing that? And if Thor so, would be tough for them to whatever, sell you know, as a PSA. Like Robert I could, Downey Jr. Hawkeye would be t- Robert Downey Jr. would be one. Dr. Like, well, Ban- Dr. Banner. Banner. Ant-Man's not around at this no, point. No, so this would have just been of the five. So you got Natasha. Yeah, it wouldn't be. I don't Hawkeye. know if Natasha. Well, Natasha maybe because she's. But Hawkeye, he's an undercover agent. So I don't know if he would be doing that yet. Yeah. Well, maybe. Who knows? So Nick Fury? Was, would it be Nick Fury? Speaking of Chris Evans, I had. You know, I'm always I, speaking I, I, of Chris I, Evans. Okay, so this is not news, but this is my theory kind of. I have to do this because I have to get this out. I talked oh, about this with my no. son. I just had this thought process. Tying in with Spider-Man. Tying in with Doctor Strange. Which, before I say this, there is another Doctor Strange rumor. I hate talking about rumors, but this sounds really credible. We may be seeing the Doctor Strange 2 in Multiverse of Madness trailer at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. As opposed to having an end credit sequence? No, as in one of several end credit, mid-credit sequences. Remember, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Mm -hmm. had like five sequences in the credits. And there have been, they have done it before where they show bits of the movie. Well, no, Captain America did this with the first Captain America when they showed you a a very brief teaser for the Avengers. That's how that Mm -hmm. movie ended. So it is not something that's not done without precedence. And that would be a really cool way of doing it. And they also, so I just thought I'd tie that in. But I want to get back to Chris Evans. So here, and this is just me asking Joel. He never talked about this. So in the Multiverse of Madness, there have been rumors and everything tying into the multiverse of how other characters, for example, let's say, oh, you know, we talked about what's going to possibly be in the Spider Man universe. What happens if, like in WandaVision, when we all have seen an X Men character crossover? Oh, some of these X-Men characters will cross over and maybe a Wesley Snipes Blade and maybe something, you know, they get you know, three different Fantastic Four movies and all this stuff. Some of them would be cool. Some of them would be like, I really don't care to see anybody from Fan Four Stick or anything like that. But it would be cool to I see. Did, I, read that, I read that rumor, too, about the Fantastic Four. But then I was like, which ones? Both of them? Well, here's, okay, so obviously everybody would love to see Hugh Jackman show up just for a second. Professor X. Yes, and there's probability on a lot of this stuff with reshoots that they've been doing recently, waiting for people's schedules to get up. We have no confirmation on any of this other than, you know, obviously we know that Wanda's going to be in the movie. So here's my thought. There's been talk about Chris Evans coming back. They signed some deal or whatever. But, you know, and and I'm not the first one to come up with this theory. Like, what if he doesn't come back as, uh, as Captain America but comes back as Johnny Storm from the Fantastic Four movies? Now, that could happen. It'd be like, ha-ha, whatever. But here's how – this is my thought on this. This is how I think if they were to do this, this is how you make it work. This is all fan speculating stuff, but I thought as far – I want to get your opinion on this as far as a moment. Because obviously you have Chris Evans show up looking like he does now, not looking like he did from you know 
13 years ago, whenever the last Fantastic Four movie was in. So he could look like this. We see him. We even have a little Captain America music in the background, whatever. People think he's Captain America, whatever. And then they're in a sequence where all these characters have come back in Multiverse of Madness. And then we get to a scene where somebody has to do something or whatever. And they realize, oh, my God, we got to get there. How We can't get there. The guy, he's flying or whatever. And there's like a close-up on Chris Evans. And he just goes, flame on. And I mean, all of a sudden, you'd be like, oh, it's not Captain America. But I think that would be the only way I would actually be excited if all of a sudden, for some reason, we look and there's Captain America, you know, Chris Evans, and he goes, he's basically saying his line. He's basically saying it's clobbering time. And you just sit there going, oh, that was a really cool way of using it. Is, is it lame or is it cool? I don't know. It, it, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. I would be cool if they did it the right. Best. I didn't think that would be the best just, way to do it. They have to sudden, really do it right. Yeah, you do a close-up up, up to his face. He's like, dun-dun-dun-dun, Captain America. And all he goes, Flame on, and also you go. Oh my God, he's not actually Captain America. Yeah, he's Johnny cool. Storm. Okay, I just I thought it was a cool idea. My kids go. And I love that. Uh, why you, uh, well, cool. there's two things that there's two thoughts that I have about that. Outside of it being a cool idea, you'd have to really explain it to the audience because there is a wide, yeah. wide, wide swath of it, the but, audience but could, who's never seen the Fantastic it, Four movies. You can explain movies. it after that. Well, three movies in this world and in the in the in the films and stuff like that. I don't know. Two. If, well, three Fantastic Four, but only two with films. two with Chris Evans. I understand that, and obviously in the scene earlier, you could have had somehow a tying into and I, that. That's fine, um, but I'm just saying they would have to do some lay lift, heavy lay, uh, afterwards, lay lifting. Afterwards, people would like, fine. oh my god, I thought that was Cap. It's you know, again, this is going to be after people have already and spent but, months with different mar- with with after Spider Man No Way Home, where people are used to multiple people, multiple characters, and stuff like. Oh, that. here's my that's second all. thought about it. We are, we are. So uh, spoiled as fans that we're getting this kind of like oh we can speculate about this you know be, you know because quick quicksilver all the yeah. boner but that like he crossed over like and now we're getting we're very spoiled as an audience I was reading this Reddit thread what's your point though like this Reddit thread if you would have told I know I'm not my point is the fact that you can make such outlandish claims and yeah they could possibly be right Daredevil's gonna be in a blow like you can make these claims and they'd be right that's what's cool about this there was a like I said there was a Reddit thread that explained about you know if you were to tell yourself 15 years ago hey you're gonna see this on the big screen what would it be and people are like like which one would blow you away like oh the fact that uh rocket raccoon and bucky barnes are fighting in wakanda against the uh thanos's army like if someone had told you that 15 years ago you'd have been like shut up you're stupid (laughs) no way that happens but if you make an argument going oh we're gonna see chris we're gonna see chris evans as human torch again and we're not gonna know it's human torch until he says flame on well yeah, that could actually happen because there's so been so many crazy things yeah. that have happened that you would not have believed ten years ago or fifteen years ago. So I just wanted to clarify what you're saying, or I wanted to back up with what you're saying to say even if it sounds crazy, it could happen. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited about that. And it, it, I will say, in to add to your point of uh, talking about my point was uh, the fact that we have that, and then we get ourselves set up for being taken down, and it's it's a real tricky, slippery slope. Like obviously. There's no way that there's not going to be three Spider-Men in the new movie. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way, Joel. Joel, there's no way. But what happens is we do get that in the point where we watch WandaVision, and we're like, what's going to be, what's going to be? And then it's the Quicksilver shows up. And so now we're like, keep going. And now, obviously, we're talking about the show. And they let us down. Well, yes and no. But it's like like in Hawkeye, we're watching this show, and we're going, here it comes. Who's going to be the reveal? And we're like, oh, it, it, it isn't Kingpin. 
which would, I mean, it has to be, as we talk about this episode, there's a lot of setup for the final two episodes in the episode we're going to talk about in just a minute. And I wrote down like key moments of dialogue that's like, this is set up, this is set up. And clearly when you have conversations, which again, the S.H.I.E.L.D. show used to do all the time when they would use names like the accountant or mm-hmm. whatever, they, or whatever they were. Yep. And it was the only way just to hide it. And you better, you better follow through. And so this show, I think, is going to have to follow through. It's not going to be able to pull a boner. Pull a boner. I like that. Um, but, you know, and so I think it has to be Kingpin. <laughs> you like pull a boner? <laughs> what? That's terrible. Well, no, don't, 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 you know, don't pull a boner. Don't, don't think about it more than five seconds. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> it's now being very dirty. Well, no, it's a stupid name. <laughs> stupid name gets that. There's a character called Boner on a I TV series. I know, the way you the said it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh... <laughs> So, <laughs> I have so many bad jokes going through my head right now. It's awful. It's fantastic. All right. So, and then the only other news I'm going to go, I'm going to keep going. We're going to keep moving, folks. Yeah, keep go. moving. So, keep moving. Uh, apparently, the, the longest Haw- podcast already. No, no, it's not. We're going, look how fast it's going. So, <laughs> the Hawkeye post credit scene in Black Widow that was kept secret from the actual people who make the Hawkeye series. There was actually, when they did that, they didn't tell them. In fact, when the guy who's the showrunner of Hawkeye, head writer, found out about it, you know, like, oh, by the way, Hawkeye is going to be the, the, the little tag set up at the end of Black Widow. The writing team didn't know about that. They kind of have the, the, the secrecy code thing is crazy. And actually, the guy who wrote the Are scene, you talking about the, ta- the, the, the tag where, where he sends Black her, Widow is going to be sent after Hawkeye? Florence Pugh yes, is going to be sent. Yes, okay, that tag. I'm like, yes. I'm like, Hawkeye, like, when did he appear no, at the end? Yeah. He did in a picture, is what yeah. I'm saying. He picked, That's what I'm saying. So I thought that was interesting. So, it's an, so what you're saying, it's a natural evolution between two writers who had nothing, who did not conversate the ex- about this. Exactly. Well, it was. It was the head people, the head of the studio, the uh, Alonzo, Esp- you know, Esposito mm. and all of them who, uh, who are telling, they know the picture and they're saying, mm. listen, do this. And then their response is, why are we doing Hawkeye? Don't worry about that. Just have it lead to Hawkeye. And then the Hawkeye guy is being told, hey, we're, we're setting this up. Don't tell anybody. And so he's telling his writing staff, hey, we're doing this and we're going to, you know, they don't know that it's actually being yeah, set that's up. Yeah, that's you. You, oh God, that's what you want for Star Wars and DC. A competent organization, a, a competent leadership who knows the complete story because you don't want them to all of a sudden like contradict each other and then you're dug a, you dug a hole. And it's like, God, don't do that. Well, it is, it, you're right. It's like for every time you get a, uh, a Kevin Feige, which is rare over here, or it's I, very rare. or I will say the leadership of Pixar. Which for years and years, for decades, has been obviously until recent mm-hmm. issues with uh, John Lasseter. Even so, they they've maintained a quality, not a not an interconnected world, but a quality. That's what I'm talking like, about. I, I mean, quality wise is fine. Yeah. I'm talking about the but interconnectivity. It, but, even, but, but the quality goes with the interconnectivity. Uh, which you look at the Amy Pascals of Sony, who she's just you know it's I, it's all Marvel can do to not rein her in and say hey stop screwing this up the way you screwed everything up. And all those leaks came out about how terrible they're doing. So yes, uh, no, I agree. I always go back. Hard. I always think about the, the Fantastic Beast, the second movie, where it's like, here's McGonagall because we want to show her. But in the canon you've written, J.K. Like, she's not at that point yet. You've you've aged her up now, and now it doesn't line up to stuff you've written. Now, so what's real? What's real now? You've confused, the, the confused the fan base who is dedicated, and I. That's why but, I think of this. Yes, but also back to your point. 90% of the people like they're not following that the mm-hmm. fan base yes it's just like we talked about earlier like the daredevil costume the, who's going to understand who he is you show people that you show even me that and I know and I was like okay I don't really follow it that closely so that but you know that's and unfortunately there's enough in Hollywood going 
Don't worry about this show, it. But this hasn't done that yet. Marvel no. hasn't done... They've, they've stuck to the nitty-gritty. I mean, there's been a few times they've, you know, stepped on their own canon, like, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, this doesn't exist anymore. Don't worry about that. But not that I can think of any off the top of my head that have been Not in glaring, the MCU. It's the old Marvel gla- TV shows yeah, that they're they having to fix. They have been glaring. There's not been any You know what issues. fixes everything? Multiverse. Multiverse, yeah. Multiverse. Uh, final notes here is... Uh, you saw that picture I put up of the promo poster mm-hmm. for Thunder... A Thunder... A Thor Love and Thunder. It was a weird, weird, uh, it's a weird aspect ratio. Well, like, that's because it was shooting like a billboard, like a, a, a thing on a bus thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's not real. No, I didn't think so. I mean, it, 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 it look, as I look at it more and more after Taika Waititi goes like, bad. it's so bad. I look at it now. There are elements in there, like some of the outfit and everything, like where are they getting this look from? But overall, it's like, eh. I don't think it's real. It's not a good. It's not good. No, it's not. It's a mess. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's not. I'm glad it's not real because I, I thought was it was dis- real because I, I was a little like, disappointed. It's like somebody got a, a a billboard hanging on like a subway sign and they yeah, did a really nice job. But there's that, and then you look at the Hawkeye posters and stuff like that. You're like, oh, look at the artistry in this. And that's yeah, usually that's usually different. the MCU style. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, look I'm, how I'm, different. Not, I'm not saying I should say. It's not the MCU style. It's the MCU's dedication to quality. That when they make posters and things like that, they're they're ta- they're oh, the God, best yeah. people in the field they making these be, billboards yeah. and advertisements. And the picture you posted is not the best in the field making no. that. It is the least but, in yeah. the field. <laughs> it was yeah, it was pretty. But there may be elements in there. Last final two things we're going to say before we get into the episode is there is going to be a Shang Chi uh, Disney Shang-Chi. Plus. Uh, spin-off series as well as confirmation on the sequel and the director coming back and he's talked about like yeah we got some you know we're doing this but there's also some spin-off show that they haven't reiterated yet but that is going forth so that may be another podcast a year from now or whatever and then finally it just came out that speaking of Thor Love and Thunder one of my all-time favorite composers Michael Cicchino is going to be doing the music for that Michael Cicchino in the Marvel Universe has done the Spider-Man movies and has done Doctor Strange and then he's also done incredible films incredible films outside of there uh, but he's going to be doing the uh, music for Thor, Thor Love and Thunder which is weird because the last Thor is Ragnarok, the, some of the best music which was done by uh, Mark he was, he's the guy from Devo his name is, mm-hmm. he, yeah, yep. he's done a billion things and his last name is escaping me but yeah so it'll be uh, different but I, I'm very excited about that so that is all the news I had Joel do you have anything to add how could you I covered everything no, I'm good. I, well, I do want to say a personal thing. I've, we've been watching the uh, Spider-Man movies again to get ready for the new Spider-Man movie coming out, which will be probably next on this podcast Who's list. Who's we? Uh, my wife and I. Oh, okay. I, was like, I haven't. So uh, just watching Sam Raimi again and his style and how good I like it and like how much I like it and seeing that. The fact that he's directing Doctor Strange is like... I, don't, I want to see what kind of style he puts over that because he's so unique as a director. You can look hopefully at it. Hopefully it's not his Oz style. Yeah, he just, he's done, he had some a terrible movie. Yeah, hopefully, well, hopefully some people rein him in. It was a bad story. Rein him in? Rein him in? Okay. Terrible. All right. Hawkeye get a, 4. Get on with it. <laughs> get on with it. Hawkeye 4, partners, am I right? Your thoughts on this episode? It was good. It was hard to follow up the last episode. The last episode was a piece of perfect television. But this was a really good episode. A lot of moving around. A lot of, a lot of moving around pieces. A lot of... A character development between each other, which is what I really like. It's very reminiscent of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, how we finally get Bucky and Sam together, and then their relationship is what makes the show shine. Show shine? Yeah, I know you uh, So that's, I really, I is like there, that about is, this episode. So it leads to his redemption in this. It's a show shine redemption. Okay, keep going. Oh my God, what a stretch on that one, <laughs> no, too. Hey. You were going for Shawshank? You went show shine? Yeah, yeah, sure was. Sure was. Sure, sure, shine. Hey, this is what happens when Jerry's got to no, run. No, thing, Jerry's so. like, on. he's oh. like wired up. Let's do this, guys. You got to go, man. Got to oh, keep the energy go. high. So, no, I, I, I really enjoyed this episode. This television show is great. I'm looking forward to the next two episodes immensely. 
and I can't wait to see how they tie in with Spider-Man like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did with Captain America, Winter totally. Soldier. It's going to be great. Oh, that's right. There is going to be an episode in between. Mm-hmm. Didn't even think It's going to be a Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday thing again. All right. <laughs> I thought this was a good episode. Obviously, I agree with you about not being as incredible as the last week's episode. But, again, I don't know if you know this, Joel, but we're watching it a second time. It helps. Mm. And this was really good. You know, I never bring up when you don't watch an episode a second time. <laughs> I you watch them six or seven times. <laughs> so this, I got a lot more the second time. This, when I noticed, you, that's what happens when you watch this. You usually get a lot more. <laughs> totally get that. I do notice that there's a lot of legwork done in the conversations that when you're watching a show like this with just the, you know, Pim giant, you know, mm-hmm. arrows and all sorts of magic that like you have to really go back and listen to the dialogue that like shield used to do that a lot like oh when they're walking in those hallway scenes it's like oh, there's a lot of they answer little questions too yeah a lot of that kind of stuff in here and we want that and I, this is also for the actors i know the actors prefer to do these acting scenes and talking one because it's not as physically demanding but they get to grow their characters a lot and that i i know jeremy renner is an actor he wants to act and so he gets a chance to do this and emote and it you know i also I like know that. that the lighting guys like to have the scenes where the lights are really good each individual it's artist on the show and film like their own film things. is made of lights hitting sensors or film yes. strips i know that the it's a 2d uh, image created into 3d the, the gaffer likes to do gaffing and the clicker likes to do the uh, clicker is yes, that what his name that's is what his name is bob or clicker. assistant cameraman too yes all right here we get into the episode now that i've said that it's going to be good i'm gonna go rapid fire here we go and i don't have this is directed by burton birdie they do one more excuse me direction and then they will be off for the last one they're on vacation Jack has Clint. We are right into the sequence from last week where there is a sword held to Clint's throat. And the best part, I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to just go to the moments here. If you have, you're going to have to pull out from your memory if you like something different. Cause I'm, oh, no, no. I, got, I, have, I have some things I want to talk about. Yeah. All right. My, my favorite part here is why is there an Avenger in my dining room? Mm-hmm. So there's a knowledge of who he is. And Jack clearly doesn't know Hawkeye or doesn't know each other, unless it's a huge con that they're hiding from no, everybody. No, he doesn't know him. He does and, not you know, know him. He calls him. He goes, hey, you're we, Archer. And, and he's not. Well, first of all, Archer. Then I'm like, Archer? It's a great yeah. animated TV show that everyone should be watching? No, but the point, the the that they don't know each other, what Jerry's referring to is that the swordsman was the one who trained Hawkeye in the comics. Correct. And if he, Jack is the swordsman in this, they're, they're, they they both are in on the con because they would know each other. So he's this, they're they're not using the storybook origin. I still believe, based on what we're seeing here and what's talking in the show, and the show in general has been going here, is actually Jack has this sequence where he goes, hey, he's that hey, thank you for saving the world. I mean, that was great. Mm-hmm. I like his character. I don't think he's going to be the nope. bad guy in this. I definitely agree I with you on this. I think he's a patsy on this. Uh, and I think... The fact that he's running Sloan Industries. Yeah, I feel no. like that's still a front for mm-hmm. what what whoever is what's using the him. mother's name. The the uh, see this is you know well we we'll call, we'll call her mom. Eyes. That's okay. It's fine. Yeah, uh, Vera is the actress's name. So Vera Farmiga. Yeah, uh, Eleanor Bishop. Eleanor. All right. Uh, we get the whole conversation at the table about how they're working together. Comedy bits there. What's important here is Hawkeye sees the sword, which we know he's going to take. So he does take the sword later in the scene, and after the dining room table scene of back and forth bitter batter it's all good we get the walking her to the elevator and we get a reference back here to black widow hey she was good and that didn't keep her alive so we're getting the eleanor kind of getting in hawkeye's face him handling it really great like you know i get it i'm not going to do this she's kind of prying a little bit you know and she does ask this and hey do you have kids or not which may be relevant to what's found in maya's apartment later on we know i don't know how that connection goes mm-hmm. but uh talking about black widow real fast go ahead 
the fact that uh, Eleanor knows about Black Widow. I'm, I'm always fascinated. Well, the world knows the, about the, her. Yeah, the world knows about her because she was a vigil or she was a criminal on the run, and then they, they were like, "She's a criminal." And then after Infinity War, who knows she is, about her at that point? Nobody. Really. That she's a criminal. Yeah, that's. That I may, don't know. That may be, that's that why that I'm. May... I'm cu- I would like to see the world because obviously we have the five year blip where she's, where she's making a name. The Avengers she's making with, a name for herself, yeah. so everyone gets to know her. But everyone knows Hawkeye as well, so they had to Just know from Hawkeye. In New York. New York was a New York alone. Five people. Everybody has cameras around them. That foot. You have to assume that footage is seen again. Look sure. at Rogers the musical. They have. They talk about shawarma and everything because they mm-hmm. clearly in the universe. People are like, we know they ended up at shawarma because we followed all mm-hmm. that stuff. So and I'm, well, what I'm going with is I'd love. I'd love to see. There's always the kind of episodes of com- there's the issues of comics or the episodes of television shows where you see things from another point of view of the layman. I know they did a TV show. I think it was called uh, what was it with um, where there were people that worked at a news agency and they were normal people and there was powered people all around and they'd have to talk, they'd have to deliver the news about oh, I was walking to work today and the building came crashing down and someone saved me. Mm-hmm. That's just life we lead. I know it was a terrible TV show, but I like the concept behind yes, that. I do too, and they've done some good books like that mm-hmm. when it's done well. Yep. Uh, I thought was key easier at the end is when she's saying how she can't lose Kate and in that she makes the statement to him. So you'll forget this case, not, you know, you won't hang with my daughter. You this, so you'll forget this case. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't do that. But what I can promise is your daughter will be safe and everything, which then quickly turns her to making a phone call saying, hey, this is Eleanor, call me back. We're supposed to wonder who she's talking to is obviously is it Kingpin or some relation there or is it is it is it Vale? The cont- you know, uh, yeah, Dil- or is it Dil- directly to, or is it directly to uh, Black Widow? Well, that would be Vale who could have set it up that way. Well, yeah. I mean, it could be Vale. You gotta like when Vale went after uh, Black Widow in the Black Widow movie. She didn't go after him. Well, who, who she, well, she recruited? She, recru- she recruited her. So that was a time jump at that point. Never mind. Ignore yeah. that. I'm so remembered. Yeah, I'm just saying that it could be a connection to that. Only basing that on the fact mm-hmm. that. Black Widow shows up at the end of this, and Hawkeye makes out the statement where he says, someone's hired a Black Widow assassin. Mm-hmm. So that could be that, or could just simply be Kingpin. It is clearly bad. She, I mean, that would be the shocker of it all. Well, she's such a... This is a inside baseball, but Vera Farmiga is like a, a blowing-up star. Like, she's starting to appear... She runs her own universe in The Conjuring. She's the main actress in a... You know, what is that, seven movies, eight movies now? So, like, she's a big-name actress that, like, you could build around if you wanted to as a villain. Or as whatever she's going to be. Yeah. She's the power broker. So here comes... Uh, yeah, I agree. Here comes our big first scene of pay-attention dialogue. But it's more relevant for... The next two episodes. This is all set up. And this is when Clint is talking to his wife on the phone, played by Linda Carlini. Uh, Carlini? I am not can't pronounce the last name. It's not really important. Uh, but she... No, now you're enjoying the not pronouncing last names. Well, I don't have it in front of me. I, I, she was... She was Vel- Cardellini? Cardellini. She was Velma in the Scooby-Doo movie. Well, there she you was go. on ER. And obviously we've Ur, seen her we call, yes. in... Both, uh, we first got introduced to her in uh, Age of Ultron. And then we've also seen her a little bit on this show. And we saw her in... Endgame. Endgame. So that's all we've seen her in, and it's like, oh, we saw her disappear in Infinity War, but or no, no, we didn't, did not. We saw no. her at the start of Endgame. So, yeah. are we actually after this sequence? I yelled out while I watched it. Oh, she's an agent. You did, or she was former an agent. And there's speculation online that oh, maybe she was or is Mockingbird, even though we are in a world where if you do count anything on Shield, we know that the character of Mockingbird in the comic book is played by a character called Bobby Morris, and that character was yeah, played by Adrian Velicki in. Shield playing the character of Bobby Morris, and then other people speculated. Well, Mockingbird could just be a code name passed down the same way in Shield Hawkeye is, and same way Black Widow is, and all these passing the names down. I don't know. 
but it's a question people were like, why would he get married? And he he did marry Mockingbird in the comics, even though they do get divorced. So that's why the people say like, yeah, I don't, I don't, her. I don't think she's Mockingbird. That being said, she is speaking German, so that's something to note. Yeah, so when the conversation there, they're having in front of the kids, so the kids don't realize. Jerry, it, repeat though. the conversation. Go ahead. I want to hear your German. Yavul. Uh, uh, she says that she was talking to a friend of his, being a, a friend who's learning Russian and jogging a ton. So I'm like thinking, are they talking about they have a insider in the tracksuit mafia? The information that I'm not positive, even if it's relevant. Like, where is she getting this information from? And it sounds like he says, I was talking to a friend of his or whatever and that that part i'm not sure if that's just code to not let the kids talking about but like she's basically i thought saying, it was code so the kids didn't understand okay okay russian and jogging i probably please i wanted mm-hmm. to c- clarify that and then she says obviously sloan is a front for the track suits and he's like oh so jack's the ceo so like jack's the bad guy jack's not the bad guy he's the no. patsy in this uh and we jack, learned- you don't buy a book about stepfathering if you're gonna be a bad guy yeah and so we also he makes the comment that oh he's, he's laundering money for the big guy kingpin Possibly, probably reference. Well, and then we get the scene where they're did you hear the, they hear the other theory that who the big guy might be. I'm sure you see no, like which one? It's the dad. The dad never died. I had heard that. Guy. Yeah, that would. That's they are not showing enough of him or flashbacks with him or any of that stuff. I know in the comic books he was the bad guy and not the wife. I believe I'm trying to remember that, but I don't. They have not well, established. Brian Darcy enough. James, and again he's a big. Broadway actor and he's done a ton of stuff and done a ton of television so like they, they have him one and done like that they could bring him back as the big bad and he's uncle and he does the pinch of the cheek and and it's he's not. and he was in charge of the tracksuit mafia with her mom and her mom they that you could look at it that way. I That's just like don't. Linda Cardellini I, showing. I up would just in, be you know, like she's a be, big name actress, and she was playing a role up to this point of being. I just be. I would be disappointed if it's not Kingpin. Exactly. The same exactly. way I was disappointed. Exactly. The same way I was again. disappointed when Quicksilver turned out to be Frank Boner. Like they got to do more with that. that. I, I hope they that. do. I hope they fix that. So uh, they speak German a little bit here, and she's asking, "Anything else go missing from the compound?" And he's like, "You mean the Rolex?" And she says, "Exactly." And then he says, "Why wasn't that destroyed years ago?" And I'm like, "What? What was destroyed years ago? Are they still talking about the Rolex, or is it something else?" She's I like, "I thought it was a Rolex." I think too. I did too. Mm-hmm. But he's like, he's like, why wasn't that destroyed years ago? And uh, and he he she goes, and she says, I thought that same thing about your fancy outfit, the Ronan outfit. Okay, that part helps there. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. I was trying to get. I was getting. Was there yeah. so much costume? <laughs> no, in this that's episode? okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, and then he has. Well, check the signal from the uh, from the transmitter, which mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what that means, but obviously we get that information later on from the text. That you get Let's it. talk about the watch a little bit later when we uh, when we get to the end. So uh, we have this loving Jack and mom scene. Loved it. Love this scene. I thought it was a little bit done in a way. I, I had to. I was trying to analyze this. Why we're spending as much time as we do in this scene, which I think is about three minutes longer than I would have thought, and because mm-hmm. it's overly so. And there's so much love. There's the dancing thing. And I'm wondering if this scene is done to show inner conflict in Kate because oh, Kate has yeah. this position of eh, he's not right but then she sees this and they keep cutting to her face where she's kind of like oh this is sweet this is sweet so it's going to show her go like oh I have to deal with this conflict well I don't th- I, I, I think is that the main reason potentially because she's also not just dealing with the conflict that he might be a bad guy she's dealing with the conflict of also it's a step. She has to let go of her father who died, and it's a stepfather moving in. Her mom's getting happiness, and that's a, a wonderful theme to have to deal with because that's a true theme in in you know people who have, children of divorced parents. I think I love. I mean, I love this scene, and I think 
by them giving him his his quirks and his his doofus doofusness like you know i like that the fact that he messes up colloquialisms the fact that he likes to dance and like and he he she doesn't dance but then she dances with him that there there's love there there's love being shown unless she's a great actress she does love him even if she's a bad guy she loves him and i think they're setting this up because she's going to have a stable uh, stable relationship with her parents her mom and her stepdad at the end. Well, you talk about the father being uh, famous, Brian, whatever is that his that's, name. That's the, yeah, the real, her real I father, think, Brian. I, I think he, if we see him again, if he has any relevance, obviously more in the show, it may be in a flashback mm-hmm. to her killing him or having him killed or any of that kind of stuff. I think that might be. Because we don't see him. We didn't see him die, and her mom yeah. disappeared so, so during we, the opening sequence. Absolutely. Basically, the next part is we're going to uh, the apartment, the aunt's apartment, where is the home base now for Hawkeye, and we get this uh bonding sequence which is fine and cute and everything it's fine and cute except for they start doing all the stuff he was supposed to do with his kids and it's like oh well i mean it's cute that you're bonding and all that but it'd be nice if like the movie marathon you were supposed to do with your kids and you're not like uh. yeah uh he makes a comment let's talk about sword sword boy which kind of ties into what he talked we already know this this whole conversation was basically what he was talking about with his wife so there's no necessarily mm-hmm. repeating this uh He's got a mug that says, you know, Thanos, Thanos was, was right, right, which is great. Which is, or as I'm typing it, not paying attention, and I go to my spell checking like I do when I do notes like this, instead of saying Thanos was right, it says, thanks, Diaz, right. So that famous mug, I was thinking, like, thanks, Diaz. Thermos was right or something. <laughs> thanks, Diaz. That's the correction. So. Again, the graffiti we saw on the- If anybody wants to get me a thanks, Diaz, right <laughs> mug, that would be fantastic. <laughs> we can make that trend. We saw Thanos was right as graffiti. Yes, at the urinal. So- all right. Interesting. Here's another qu- this sequence here, again, setting up for something later that I felt this kind of came out of nowhere, but I understand it. But I was it, it's, uh, the comment they're talking about, there are no more trick arrows in the world, more or less, he says. The trick arrows are gone. People can speculate that it was Tony Stark making him. I don't think it was Tony Stark. Shield. I think it was S.H.I.E.L.D. making him, whatever, because clearly he works for S.H.I.E.L.D. and he's been doing it forever. So the trick arrows, even though he's got a PIM arrow, so there's clearly other technology out there. But he's saying there's no more trick arrows in the world. And he says he does have a few more trick arrow heads. Uh, and then, he, that's what I thought it meant. Like, there's no trick arrows. There's trick arrow heads. Like, I thought he was just kind of correct. He says and, we need to get the arrow shafts back. Yeah, this is a qu- Which yeah. I'm like, why? And this is done... I feel this part of the dialogue here, and furthermore, is an excuse to get the LARPers, which is an excuse to get the costumes, I'm guessing here. But I feel like if they didn't want the costumes of these people, then he would just have the trick arrows. But it's like, well, this gets us from point A, which gets us back to point B, which gets us to this point. Yeah, B. I'm fine with that. But I still never understood, like, why does the New York City police have the arrows? Yeah. That's, that's when did why. they when did they get a bunch of arrows? Yeah, we'll I'll talk a little more about that as we get closer to that scene. There's a, there's a little bit of dialogue oh, with that. Thank you. Uh, we get the we get the conversation about the boomerang arrows, which is fine. It's actually opposite in the comic book. In the comic book, he's the one making the comments, and she's the one with the cynical attitude. They decided to switch it here because his character, again, his character is very different radically than the Hawkeye in the comic books. He's more of the ultra ultra ultimate universe. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's a little different, but that was it's funny. funny. It's a funny little uh, joke about boomerang yeah. arrows. And we had a great scene that Joel went, oh, when he does the coin trip where he shoots the coin. He says that he can actually you know, knock somebody out unconscious at a certain distance with these things, and he demonstrates that, which I thought was cool. It was cool that he bounced it. You have to remember that in the Avengers, might have been Age of Ultron, one of the Avengers movies, he literally goes, I played a round of golf, 18 holes, shot 18. So Civil he's... War. Civil War. So he is 
Like he's incredibly like I like seeing that kind human of stuff. Yeah, I that. like see like he'd be the greatest golfer of all time. I mean, he whatever he'd be the greatest sportsman of all time. And obviously he does that effect was great. So then in contrast to that, uh, they Kate's kind of doing it in a montage and she learns it quick, way too fast. No, I like it. No, I hate it. I, you don't need to spend years. Like I think it's it, an it innate diminishes, ability. It diminishes. Well, no. then, then they're mutants. I think, then they're well, mutants. That's, then they're mutants. Or they're just superhuman people. He's a superhuman person, Jerry. He's not a mutant. And I know. He, yeah, he's not. A, he's not so a human. He's not superhuman? In, in, uh, inhuman. And Natasha? No, but the, but so, because in he, this he world, I know. But let's break that world. down. Who are the people who are are you know? Is Hawkeye at a different level than every agent of Shield? Is he a different level than? Than Natasha, or is he a different level than the new Black Black Widow and gotta, all other ones? I, I guess if, it's that I, level I agree. of. Uh, well, they should, well, they, they where does Daredevil get his? I mean, it's his heightened senses, but that's not really that's, a thing that can but, happen. But it, but, it, but yet again, he has a, a superhero mm-hmm. origin, and and this is a world where our characters are being given that. For example, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are. We're not just like oh, they just happen to have it. We're shown it. That's in fair. Some and obviously, in the mm-hmm. future. The easiest way to do it is you're born with this mutant power, and that's the that's and what I, they're getting. I, to. I agree with you saying instead of having the years of training to become fine, finely tuned weapons, yeah, that she's picking it up quickly. Yeah. And I, but I, then you look at, but then you look at um, Echo, and she can pick things up just by watching that. Like, it's not, it's, you're, no, it's, you're right. Not you're, a, you're a human who here, can do here, that. Here's like, the, that here's doesn't the, exist. Here's the bottom line I want to say on that, and I think we briefly sure. talked about this. Is, um, and it's obviously setting up because there's going to be another Hawkeye called Hawkeye and and I feel nothing against the Kate Bishop character nothing against the Falcon Captain America character nothing against the new Thor character nothing against any of those things you know Iron Heart you know the Iron Man all those are good and they're different I get that but for me they will never I, I'm always like like I when Falcon shows up and you're like this I love Sam Wilson he's fantastic this character and now it's like yeah, he'll be fine as Captain America, and clearly they've shown that anybody, not just a guy who's a super soldier serum or a, a Russian who's got a metal arm and everything, Bucky, can do this shield because we've been given origins. Now, we, yeah, we did see Sam have trouble learning how to do it, but he's either going to be as competent as Captain America, as Steve Rogers— and Hawkeye, Kate Bishop is going to either be as competent as the original one, so we go like, yes, there it is, or they will always not be quite as competent. And my point is, is I don't mind those characters. I don't like the replacement of the characters. I don't want to see Kate Bishop at the cost of not being able to, because they're going to write Jeremy Renner's out because he doesn't want to do it. Because when watching this, I look at him and like the way he's dealing with stuff, the way he deals with Kazi in a sequence later here, where you kind of go like, oh, I want more of this character because the way he's handling these scenes Mm -hmm. and talking about it, her, her, her approach is fine too. I enjoy that. But I want to don't want to lose him as a character. We go like well, he's, get this, he's giving it up. Yes, you know, and Steve Rogers is gone because Chris Evans doesn't. You get this do it. at the, you that. get this at the it. end. I understand it. You get this at the, near the end of the episode where it's like he's like, all right, now my family's evolved. Go home. The 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 grown ups are coming out to play. So you can kind of realize he's playing up to her a little bit and yeah. just being nice to her. She, but she, I want to point out there's an example in the MCU where you like this though the replacement of characters and it's Ant Man. You have the old Ant-Man, he aged out, and now you have a new Ant-Man in. They're both called Ant-Man. And that, you're okay with that, with Scott Lang and, you know, uh, that's, I, you get what I'm saying? It's well, the same yes concept. Well, yes no, they, they introduced the Ant-Man, uh, the Hank Pym Ant-Man is introduced 
as an old man to us initially. I'm not, so say, I was I'm like, not saying. Versus, I'm not saying ver- to the audience. I'm saying within the world of the MCU, you have characters replacing other characters. With I get it. And so I, but I will like, always acknowledge that you're, you're, you just they've already... You just don't want to replace the Captain America you've watched in all these movies with another Captain America or the Hawkeye you've watched in all these movies with another Hawkeye. Or the Black Panther, who's mm-hmm. going to be played by something It's a different character. And again, this is based on just, I don't mind new characters as long as we don't lose the originals because... And that's what the comics do. They like you know different artists come in, different writers and stuff. So I know it's an old start. But if we can look at it... And I'm just bringing it up because it's about Hawkeye. Captain America is because Captain America... Well, he might still be alive. He might have old man Captain America, Steve Rogers out there. But they need to re- they replace the Captain America. This is the one oh, that and I get it. In twenty years from now, the MCU can exist as the way it is, and they're going to. Ha- mm-hmm. And I guarantee, I guarantee you, there will be another Tony Stark movie somewhere down the road because there has to be because people like I love that character, and, and they will do it. And, and it's so funny you, know. you say that, but then then all of a sudden it's like they have to do that because in ten years, what are we going? It's like. What about all the X Men characters? Oh yeah, they could do ten years of X Men characters after this. Like they could do yeah, ten but, years but, of but, Fantastic but there are, Four. But there are people they can... dying. But there are people sure. who go like, no, we want this. We want Superman. Mm-hmm. Oh, of we want Iron Man. We want Hulk. So I'm just it's and again, it's so different. Who knows where we'll be in ten years? Where again, Robert Downey Jr. will sell his likeness, and then that will be and he'll just, voice he'll, it. He'll be he'll be it for no. They'll have an AI that can voice guess, it forever. Yeah. Again, you remember you and I we had this conversation where I said, you know, movie theaters aren't long for this world. And you're like, get out of here. And now it's like. I think the COVID thing just sped stuff up. It was always going this route. I think movie theaters are... We're going to get virtual the reality movie theaters. That's, you're going to put the virtual reality helmet on and live in that world. No, you can do it in your own house. People don't want to... When we deal with the, the older generation with technology, there's no way people are going to have their own virtual realities in their house. Like, I'll, I'll no, they my, I won't have to deal with them. I'll just put on my, my helmet. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, I'm going to go hang out with my family members who know technology. Exactly. The better versions <laughs> who think I'm funnier. All right. So we, in the story, we have the conversation about the the best shot he ever took, which was the one he didn't take, which is we have his Natasha story. And, you know, there's Powerful con- stuff. Yeah, and the conversation about how he lost his family in the blip, just like half the world, he says. And she basically realizes that he what he was is Ronan. Good. And his conversation also about saying, my job is to hurt people. And I was, you know, aimed at people. Like he was that. a That's weapon. That's what he was. And right now, though, he goes, this is tied to – he's like, I can't – she's like, well, you can do better. He's like, no, I can't because it's tied – he goes – and he does say that it's part of who he is, but he also says the phrase he was, it's tied to my family. And I'm not sure if that's just in reference that he became Ronan because he lost his family or if it's more. I think it's probably that as I mm-hmm. say, out, say it out like that. And uh, then she goes to bed. We get a montage of Clint and Clint's sad memories, which are sad. He's had, he's had, 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 had tough, tough times. And then it's the next day and we hear on the radio that it's three days until Christmas. So the clock is moving forward. And we get a little more information here about like now we're like, hey, let's go send her on her mission to go get – the whole arrows, which is going to lead to the costume scene, where he says the tracer arrow he has has stopped moving, and it's at NYPD facility. And so he says, "Go use the uh, the larpers to go get that." Fine, because they're filled with police officers and firemen, which I thought was great. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So uh, she has a scene previous. Where, you know, yeah, that scene's fine. And we uh, we also have the whole Kazi car scene where he's having the conversation with Kazi. It was great. And uh, what I found was important about this was he goes, "Hey, you know what Maya Maya's boss wants and what he'll do to get it." Referencing the boss, he obviously made the conversation that he says that that. But hey, you worked for years under William Lopez, which was. Maya's mm-hmm. father, and then under Maya, give me a backstory. Fun and, fact about them not uh, not mentioning Kingpin's name. This has this has its relevancy in the Netflix television show where they don't talk about Kingpin's name. That was the line he oh. says. Come up, he goes, "Well, what's in it for you?" He's like, "I know that he, Kingpin, he doesn't like this attention," mm-hmm. and that's basically what you're referencing right there. And he says, "You know, hey, 
she's chasing a ghost. And they're like, what do you want on it? He's like, I don't want more people to die. And he does say to him, he goes, this is the final warning. Yeah. Which I'm like, Ugh. when he says that, I'm like, that's exactly it. It's, it's not pussyfooting around. It's like, you know, this is the final warning. After this, people will die. And I will have to do what I have to do. And, and that's what you want. All. That's what you want. <laughs> He's badass. Yeah. Uh, so we get the alarpers at the apartment, which is, again, as I said, it's a setup for the new costumes. Fine. I did hear a, an interesting tidbit about the larpers when she's putting on the new costume. Live action role play. Is that the music in the background? No, I don't know if this is true because I can't double check this on my own, but the song being played in the background when Kate is being fitted for an outfit by the larpers is Bells, Bells, Bells from the 1980 Star Wars Christmas album, Christmas in the Stars, performed by Anthony Daniels as C3PO. Christmas in the Stars, Christmas in the Stars. Well, that would have been good information I had before this, but I just watched it. I don't remember hearing that. I'll have to double check. I have to listen. That's a deep cut if they pulled something from Star Wars, the Christmas album. Yeah, I have to and you'll be hearing it right now. No, 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 no I'm not playing that. You're listening to it right now, right? It's amazing. He gets a text saying that this is tying. He actually answered some questions from earlier that I had here. Uh, but he says the text says that the Rolex wasn't destroyed at the Avengers compound and the transmitter is signaling from this specific location, which is where we're going to be heading to next. Right before we get out, though, we get this funny sequence of the bag where the bag he's like, he wants to take it. He's like, hey, this is my personal bag. <laughs> this is pretty funny. <laughs> it, says, it says bombshell on yeah. it, which is a Spider-Man comic book villain or I'm sorry, hero name. We'll see if that ever ties in. You know, why, why would you choose bombshell? But mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, we go to outside the apartment. He looks inside. There is no lights or movement from the apartment. And they have a conversation about, well, why aren't we over here? And he's like, no, you want to be over here because this is a good exit. You should always have an exit strategy. So he's basically giving her you know, advice, advice that, which is fine. Well, and while he's doing this, she's heading in. I love that she just is able, she's able to disappear. I like that. It's a very, the Batman disappearing. Yeah, like, fine. Yeah, just she, gone. She goes in. Well, he's deaf. He can't hear. Yeah, right. <laughs> So she gets in the apartment, goes in there. I did notice when she comes to the apartment, hanging on the wall there are small little boomerangs. The car- boomerang. Boomerang. Car- boomerang. Yeah. No, well, I thought boomerang. The, no, no, the boomerang from Suicide Squad. Uh, well, there is a boomerang character. You can't, you know, every, anybody is. can make a boomerang. You can't, you can't copy. If you have an archer, word. you have a boomerang guy. Yes. I believe there's a spear thrower at some point, and then there. You want to, you want to, you want to make a name. You call it a color like Green Arrow. Then that's how you, you get. What did you? What do you? I'm, I'm Red Boomerang. Then it's a name. I'm Boomerang. Everybody's Boomerang. Or you're Captain Boomerang. I'm Archer. Yes, exactly. Uh, we see the silent alarms going off, which she uses two goop arrows. I'm guessing it's goop arrows to schmook them. Which interesting silent alarm. I didn't, like, you see the lights flashing. I knew it was an alarm, but that's a silent alarm for a deaf person so they can see something's happening. That could be also a phone going off. That could also be, the, you know, the fire alarm going off. Like, there's like. I would think it, again, we don't know where she's at. My speculation here, because we talked about this when we watched it, like, Unless she's sleeping in there, I think in the silent alarm would then send a text to her phone, which would vibrate, which would then tell her going something's going on in your she apartment. So she got I didn't there. Even think about the sleeping thing. Yeah, but even then, if she's sleeping, a a strobe light isn't going to affect her unless it's blaring right in through her eyelids. So a vibration right, would yeah. be the thing. But whatever, unimportant, I guess. Uh, she sees that the uh, role, uh, the vintage. Ro- uh, excuse me here. He's yep. being. She's being told that the vintage Rolex. This is Hawkeye speaking to her. Belongs to someone I used to work with. Mm-hmm. Speculation: Is it the wife? Is it the is it the wife? I don't feel it is. But then he goes, "They've been out of the game for a long long time, but uh, identify their identity is still attached to that watch." Again, it could be the wife if it's the wife if she was an agent or if it's somebody else. It seems like it's setting up 
Mm-hmm. You know, when you're all this stuff, like it was somebody, it could be somebody, the fat man, all this stuff. These are things where it's got to be irrelevant. And is it relevant for somebody that we know? Because we look at Hawkeye's history and we're like, well, it's Natasha. That's the only one we really know a backstory on. And um, it's Coulson. Um, the, 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 the last part about this, though, was mm-hmm. he goes, as she's having conversations, like if the tracksuits find out, it would blow that person's cover. And then he goes, goodbye, friend. So he's talking about this friend. It's the wife, or it's nobody. It's somebody brand new. Kingpin. We don't know. He's working undercover. <laughs> well, that's, but the thing is, the tracksuit mafia went there. I guess it was that sect of the tracksuit mafia that went there to steal the. Based on orders by, we're guessing well, Kingpin. Well, it's obviously not orders by uh, J- uh, Jock because he's there at the building when they. they oh no! And Maya's the got the watch, and Maya just has the watch, just sitting on. How did a, she get the watch? She, because well, when they so remember at at the oh, end so of we, the we break guessed in, we weren't sure if the dog took it. Yeah, we didn't know what happened to it. Okay, yeah, it was a was question a little... I had. I went, "What happened to that yeah, watch? That Did she take okay. it or not?" We didn't know what happened to it. Maya ends up getting it, but she just keeps it like in her house, just right there. Like hey, you might need like, a watch. You might need a watch, but it doesn't seem like it's like doing anything. They're not researching it. They're not figuring. Is like, it the watch weird. that Tony Stark has when he when he makes nanotech? No, because come he wouldn't have it, said know. that. Like exactly. I don't. I, well, again, he's not the friend. You know, it's like the track. The watch would blow this friend's cover, and then goodbye, this is, friend. So it's, this is either a character we know. Are, well, obviously, this character we know, or someone we don't know, right? It, but it's a character in the show we already seen, or it is a big cameo, it's or or it's a, it's a it's a reveal of a new hero that is from in. In Marvel comics, that we're finally getting on television, uh, that would or in a movie, that'd be great. I'm okay with this, not knowing who this is. It gives a little bit of mystery, but they're yep. not like it's not a heavy mystery. It's not like you need to figure this out in order to understand what's going on with the show. If they and, never answer this, then it would be oh, it sucks. But oh well. And as she's getting the watch, we also see that there's notes on Clint's family, the ages of her kids, and their names mm-hmm. and everything. Which is that's when he's like, "Get out of there! It's a trap." And this is also where he's like, uh, "I'm done babysitting you. This is real now." We learned that it's Maya's apartment, which, you know, specifically. And then all of a sudden there's a fight going on where they both think they're fighting Maya because he's actually fighting somebody else over there while she's fighting. And luckily it's all in the dark, so we can't see anything going on here. Uh, Back to the murky fight scene. Uh, we get the zip line scene where he gets over there, he shoots that, and she gets stuck on the way there. And then we get the fight where we can see that the person he's fighting is got the Black Widow esque uh risk first she zappers. does the black the black widow landing the three-point landing which was like, oh, so you didn't see it so dark oh, get out of here you and then it. uh but he's but she also key here is she has the villainous red shocking color versus <gasps> the shocking. blue color that our hero natasha beca- had <laughs> and uh you become, when you become good you get blue apparently uh, we have the Kate falling like Natasha throwback, mm-hmm. which that's when he's like, get out of here. And then she comes back with fights. The fight's going on. Maya's in the he middle of the fight. drops her on a bunch of lights. Uh, yes. Uh, Kate comes back and she goes, hey, that's my partner, Hawkeye. He's got problems with his hearing. I'm going to use a giant concussion arrow that's going to just destroy whatever hearing Interesting he has little left. scene, too, about this fight. They're fighting over like a gap in the building, mm-hmm. but it is too dark to realize that when they jump over it or they're hit by it, like it doesn't have the threat that... They, I think they were hoping for when they shot this because it's hard to tell that there, there's a gap in the building that goes straight down. We see that Kate actually puts an arrow into Maya, shoots her right in the shoulder. Maya just pulls it out because she's super strong she's or on drugs or something. Uh, and then obviously Black Widow is revealed and Kate has an arrow on her. She just shakes her head. Kate goes, well, I don't know who you are who is trying to fight, so I will not shoot you for some reason. And then she leaves. Uh, it I, didn't really explain yeah, that. Yeah, no, it didn't well. explain that, but it's also the shot that she didn't take, just like, 
Clinton should okay, kill Natasha. I like that. I like it's that. a connection to there. Uh, my big problem with this, my one problem, yeah, it's really my one problem with this is we knew it was Florence Pugh, you know, as Black Widow, but there might be some people watching this going, "Who is that blonde character?" She doesn't talk, and it's quick. It's a quick scene. And I, you know, in interesting, interesting note, no, her hair is done the same way as Natasha's, which I thought was cool. But I don't, it, 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 she, I wish she would have said something here. Just a word, just her with a Russian accent. I think it would have been, I'm not here for you or something, you know. I will say this, this is because this is the second time you've you said this in this episode. I, me, don't care. Um, what other what like 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 like, like you're you're, you're right. I, like 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 my concern of somebody who doesn't know this is unless it affects the storyline you're right. if like if like oh my god people are watching the new spider-man movie and they don't know doc ock's backstory because they didn't watch the movie 15 years ago they should spend waste valuable time in the in a very short line That's a great movie. you should watch it but but i mean it's like it's like if you don't know you're it, right you're absolutely you're 100 right so, screw those yeah. people exactly, i agree exactly unless you know unless it's something i don't know then i'm like wait a minute i don't know it yeah right <laughs> there it is i didn't know there mcgonagall was that old no um, there it is that's funny wow <laughs> All right, so uh, this is where he really gets serious. He's like, hey, someone has hired yep. a Black Widow assassin. So he's obviously very aware of it wasn't just Black Widow. There are, as we learned in the movie, hundreds of these women, Black Widow assassins. So, uh, And then in this scene, I cannot tell. I think he takes her bow. He walks over to her in the dark. We hear him grab something. He's like, go home, Kate. It's very dark. I think he takes her bow as a... Because she's a millionaire and she can't get another bow, but I think I think he's holding the bow in the shot. I watched it went back. I'm like, know. I don't know. I think he took a bow, and he's like, "Go home, Kate. It's over." And unlike last week's episode where it has a ends on a cliffhanger, I don't think this next episode is going to pick up with this right moment here. I think this was a ending sequence. So, and that brings us to the end of this episode. I will say for me, real fast, that watching it and talking it through the episode. Uh, which I enjoyed, not as much as last week's action set, but I mean, this is really another, another solid A-plus episode. Mm-hmm. Everything along, uh, so far has been A-plus. The Hawkeye show is fantastic. And I was just, you know, as I'm doing the math in my head, I'm like, this show ends the Wednesday after Christmas, which is, good. you have Christmas on Saturday and then Wednesday, so it's like, Christmas just keeps going all the way to Saturday, <laughs> all the way to Wednesday. And, well, when that happens, too, we get the Book of Boba Fett on the 29th. Oh, jeez. New Year's Day, new Doctor Who. So much stuff. We don't have to get outside ever again. All right, guys. That brings us to the end of this podcast. The next podcast will be uh, episode five. And then apparently we'll be doing a Spider-Man podcast. We probably are doing a Spider-Man podcast before episode fives. Because we're going to watch it. And then Thursday we're going to watch Spider-Man. We're going to be recording at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a trick. (laughs) It's going to be our thing. I don't know when that's going to happen. Literally, that Friday. We might record the Spider-Man Thursday night. Uh, I'd want to sit through it and, and and like absorb some stuff, and also see what other people find online that we're too lazy. To no, no, we want to get out there right away. Let people come to us to find. Them. <laughs> uh, but this week, that weekend, next weekend, oh, yeah. uh, someone's getting a birthday. Oh, the birthday boy, you're the birthday, you're the birthday boy or girl. Yeah, it's a big one too. The big thirty years old. No, I'm going back to 30. I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to I'd just like to say this gig sucks. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Go to hell, you old bastard. 
Hey, I think they really liked us. Have the Rolling Stones killed? But sort of do it. All right, there. Sorry, but we, uh, we 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 do. We still quote the first seven years of The Simpsons. Nothing from season eighteen, but we'll do the first seven years. We'll do all that stuff. Never, never, never not gonna do that. Because we're so smart. SMRT. I mean, no, SMART. All right, guys. Burns. I'm Jerry. <laughs> I'm Joel. We'll talk to you next time. I was saying boo